Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach. This week, talking all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? That's right. We're going over your feedback, your questions, your queries, your emails, your thoughts, maybe some new news. New news. All that going on, of course. Uh, Jenny, of course, on a break right now. She sends her love. Uh, She is just, let me tell you, girl is swamped. She's dealing with a lot of work. She's a busy woman. She's a busy woman. She'll be back next week. First and foremost, we've got to talk about me, Matt. Whoa, you? (laughs) Me. Um, Yes, I just want to bring this up now, mention it now. I got injured at work. And I broke my thumb, and I just want everybody to know that I sent a text out. I sent a text to you, Matt. I sent a text to Jenny. You sure did. I was like, hey, I heard at work. I broke my thumb. I don't know if that episode's going to go up tonight. And I want everybody to know, because you're listening to him right now, I edited that <laughs> shit with a broken fucking thumb. <laughs> this uh, The audio has a real broken thumbness to it. I know. I know. But I just want everybody to know that I care, and I love Dude, you- because I- you I muscled up. I'm going to tell you right now that you did the impossible. You somehow figured a way to control the mouse with your hand in a way that allowed you to click, drag, cut, paste. Let you me tell you, man of magic. It was uh, here's the thing. I'm 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 a I'm a weekend to healing now as we record this. But I want to say that when I was editing the static x cannibal episode that was the most painful edit of my life (laughs) and i was like of course this one's a little long of course of course that's the one i've got to edit of course i had put off the edit that was the other thing i'd put it off like i'll do it later i'll do it later not thinking about that i might break my thumb but anyway i'm healing i want everybody to know i'm doing a-okay and um and I, i worked i figured it out in these episodes listen you want to stop these episodes from coming out? You got to try a little harder. <laughs> uh, Matt, you know what I love? And you know what you love? A list. What's that? Oh, I love, love a list. Matt, we got sent We got sent two lists. The first list was sent to us. And I, you know what? I failed to see who sent us this list. So whoever sent us this list, thank you. Much appreciated. It's from metalinjection.net. Mm, one of my favorite ways to get my metal injected. Oh, love it. And the list is called Seven New Metal Bands That Should Be Inducted Into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So Rock and Roll Hall of Fame did recently announce um, their nominations for this upcoming class of inductees. Rage Against the Machine on the list. I believe this is the second time that they've been up to be... Uh, to be inducted into the rock hall and i feel like we've talked about this a bit in the past where do you stand matt on the rock and roll hall of fame i would say that it is um largely stupid but also important 
I'm I, I'm of two I'm of two minds about it. Like anything, it is very self-serving. You know, like some people get in and it's like what? You know, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I guess. You know, like the criteria of getting in sometimes is very confusing. But then there's other times where it's just like, yeah, that's kind of what I want to see. You know, where it's just like, it's it's like they put the Beatles in. And then they'll put in Paul McCartney separately. And then they'll put in Ringo Starr separately or George Harrison separately. Or like, you know, and it's kind of like, really? Really? Are we just going to break our Matt. necks to give ourselves a boomer BJ? Like, Matt, any anything that can be done to get the Beatles back in the building one more time, just one more time, just to get that sweet Beatle, baby, just mm-hmm. get that sweet Beatle one more time. Uh, I am I am in agreement with you that it is stupid. It is something that I truly don't think about. I feel like it might be more meaningless than the Grammys. I think that the intention is that they want to build a sort of... I mean, you've got the museum, which I've been to. I think the thought process is something like, we want to create this history. But it is that thing, once again, where, once of all, first of all, rock and roll, clearly when they started the, uh, the, you know, the museum or whatever, the inductions, it was a very boomer-centric thought process on how it was all going to be and who would be inducted and they've been sort of forced to expand it out to what now feels like the rock and roll hall oh no not not the rock and roll hall the of modern fame. music hall of fame the music hall of fame yes it's just this yeah and to get in you've got to have i think your record's got to be your debut album has to be 25 years old i think is what it is that's Something also like that. that's also like really yeah, and then I guess the thought process is you have to have some level of like influence on the culture or something like that. But even then, it's one of those things where it's like, are Ringo Starr solo records having any influence on the culture? No, I'd say they don't. I think they have just residual Beatles waves coming off them. In and any although, event, and it, although I think it's the right thing to do to put in Run DMC. In, in LL Cool J and Jay Z, I, I it is also why they pigeoned themselves into being the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. You know, because that, now every single time I watch it, I have to hear like Rock and Roll is about attitude. You know, like fuck off! Oh my god, well, uh, I, I hear mean, Rock and Roll is about attitude. Mad, mad Rock and Roll. I mean, we talked <laughs> about this. Like, yeah, uh, Rock and Roll. I mean, for one, it is about attitude. I've heard this. Yeah, it's also it's also about style. You know, you know? it's about and, taking nothing and making something. Oh yeah, you know what? You know where rock starts, Matt? Starts in basements. Starts yeah. in garages. Garages. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you know where it ends up? Stadiums. And the world stage. The That's world right. stage. You know what? Start small, go big. That's what it's all about. I mean, they're just some goofs from Duluth. Right? Who just had a couple of strings, a couple of sticks, a couple of cans. And a lot of heart. 
Oh, so much goddamn heart. Ladies and gentlemen, Boz Skaggs. Yeah, get Boz out of here. Uh, the thing I always think is funny about it is that the that the consistent theme of any Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that you're trying to get a bunch of bands up there who largely are either broken up or can't stand each other anymore. Yeah. You've got to make them sort of tolerate each other's presence. And then it's the question of like, are they going to play together? Are they going to do something? And then you end up with, you know, this journey situation where Steve Perry shows up, says, thanks a lot. I'm not singing with these guys. This other guy's their singer now. He's been their singer for like a decade. Just he's, a total mess. He's really good. Yeah. He's See good. you later. Yeah. Or you have where the talking heads play and he forgets the lyrics to his own song or, oh, they they'll do that you know what this person's dead so here's 20 artists that you don't want covering their song playing them like um no no how about no i'll tell you last year i did not know we were going to go this deep on the rock hall i did Let's not know deep. why my feelings ran this deep but like last year's deep covid one was the best because there was no ceremony, it was just what I wanted to see, which is the story of the bands. It was like it was just the clips, the highlight package, the story of Depeche Mode. Yes, I will watch that. The story of the Doobie Brothers and how they became a thing. Yeah, I want to see that. I don't need to see the Doobie Brothers playing right now. I don't need to see Chicago playing right now. I can no, go to. Pine Knob, any summer of my choosing. Pine Knob, head on down, get some fries, watch Chicago then, baby. Get a a tall Oberon. Oh, yeah. You know, but like, like I I am not, like Radiohead did, you know, when they got nominated, they didn't even show up. They were like, thanks. They sent the fucking rhythm section. They're like, drummer and bassist, you go. Johnny Greenwood's too busy scoring five films right now. Tom York's making a new band, Suckers. <laughs> and, and they're like, uh, this the we're very pleased. You know, like yeah, I love I love when Van Halen gets in and they just all have to like look at each other, fucking just hate each other's guts. Exactly. Well, yeah, let's Let's get to this list, Matt. Oh, we got to talk about this list. We got to talk about this list. So this is seven seven new metal bands that, according to writer Greg Kennedy, should go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The first one, Matt, Linkin Park. Okay. I I think if I don't even know. I don't know what these seven bands are. Okay. Gut reaction is... This is the safest bet for a rock hall ever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mass appeal, so, mm-hmm. bar, world burner records, tragic story. Yeah, instant rock hall. Okay. So they are eligible in 2025. And uh, they do make the point that they have sold over 100 million records. And I would make the point that they uh, that they made faint. So yeah, why not put them in the rock hall? So um, that's a unanimous yes from both me and Matt. Second, 
corn. They're going to fucking pussyfoot and take too long to put corn in. Okay. Corn will probably be eligible they are next eligible. year. They're, They're eligible, eligible now. Eligible now. Oh, yeah. It's going to be five to ten years before corn gets in because people because they're dumb. Corn should go in now. We do not have to think about this. They created a genre of music. Uh, blind alone is the reason to get them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, how can a fucking ride cymbal change the world? Like, give me a break. Corn goes in. But they're gonna drag their feet because they're too aggressive. All right. Fucking yeah. Well, right bullshit. now, so the so the whole band currently, I believe, is everybody in the band's like fifty years old. So, do you want to induct a sixty-year-old corn members into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or do you just want to induct some fifty-somethings? I'm saying, don't blow this Rock Hall. Induct corn. Yeah, because they're still out there doing it. They're still filling. They're still in filling pine knob, baby. Ooh, listen. So here's listen, the thing, though. Yeah, yeah, Matt. David, Dave, do you think that's? Oh, well, that's that. This is classic rock hole shit. This is you be honest. David's got to come back. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna let David play? I mean, obviously, David has to be inducted. Dude's right. on the classic records. Hits his ride symbol. <laughs> He's bringing the symbol. He, he probably bought. He probably bought that symbol. So, David's got to be there. So this is prime stuff. Induct corn. Mm-hmm. Give us the awkward standing on the stage with David. This is what we need. Make it happen. And then I don't know. Make Avril Lavigne sing freaking Alicia. I don't know. I don't right, know. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nobody wants this. Here's Nobody Avril Lavigne this. singing. All right. This next band will be eligible in 2023. That band is System of a Down. 20 years from now, they'll get in, but no way anytime soon. No way anytime soon. Okay. I think they should get in, uh, but I think, I think you know, I don't know. I feel, man, I feel like their level of political activism and, uh, you know, but, you know, I mean, here's the thing. We know the band has like an internal schism in regards to mm-hmm. songwriting, royalties, all that between Darren and Serge. But you also have the schism of the fact that the three members are liberal and the drummer is conservative and they're still making it happen. Still doing the they did those shows with uh with Corn. They did the Corn show uh, a couple weeks ago and by all accounts fucking crushed. Oh. Yeah. I think they played like all of Toxicity, like 11 tracks off Toxicity, something like that. We're in the middle of this. Maybe I'll look up the set list later. But I I did the I did do a set list skim and it was pretty hot. Okay, Matt, here's one. These guys will be eligible in 2024. Slipknot. Okay. Uh yes. They will be inducted. You think they'll be inducted? Cuz I yes. say I say I don't think so. I don't think they are. No, no, no. They're too big now. They're they're a fucking industry. They're too big. It's like Kiss. It's well, that's the question. Is Kiss inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't know enough about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to know they're inducted into it. Um, keep making your point. I will look up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm 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 already there. Okay. So, so Kiss is class of 2014. Yes. So they are inducted. Um, okay. 
yeah, they're they're an industry at this point. They've they have a tour, they have uh, Notfest, they are now a media company. They uh, this new album is supposed to be fucking brutal. Yeah, I I think if I think. Again, I don't think it's going to be when they they should get inducted as soon as they can so you can get them to play because they're world beaters still in their live performance. But nope, it's going to be like fucking 10 years and I'll be like, oh, here here's a when Corey Taylor met, you know, (laughs) Ross Robinson, you know, like, uh, hey, I I don't think this is on this is. When they gonna when they gonna induct Ross? Hmm? I know they've inducted some producers. I'm skimming this list, skimming this list right now. Yep. And yeah, there's some guys on here where I'm like, this guy's not in a band. Um, no, no. Yeah. Also, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Okay, Bon Jovi's in there. <laughs> One of the worst bands of all time is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, not because. The Rock Hall was like, yeah. It's because there was just this push from all the people being like, well, you got to put Bon Jovi in. I mean, Bon Jovi suck ass, but they're popular. Right. But, like, that's where we're at now, where it's like, ah, they suck. I mean, even then, even Bon Jovi was like, yeah, I know people didn't want me to get this in here. I'm like, dude, you got it. You got it in. Take the win, even though your life is an L. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. Eat a bag of shit. Eat a bag of shit. Next up, they will be eligible in 2025. Disturbed. No. I agree they will not induct Disturbed. I think if Disturbed... I mean, granted, we're still working our way through the discography. We have not heard anything on the show past 10,000 Fists. But I think if album number two had been as good as The Sickness, maybe. But, um, yeah, I would say no. They will... um, they're not getting in. Love the sickness. All right. These guys are eligible this year. Limp Bizkit. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're not getting in anytime soon. Mm-hmm. If they're getting in at all. Yeah. But the redemption arc right now is perfect. Yeah. They should just get in now, but uh, here's the deal. I don't think we get any of the classic new metal bands in until Rage gets in, and Rage isn't in yet. Right. As we record this, Rage is still a nominee. Yeah. not gotten in. So, Which yeah. is mind-boggling yeah so yeah if you get rage in then if that does rage really gets the in then then i think all of the, then all of these bands will get in i think some of them are foregone conclusions like limp biscuit it, like limp biscuit <laughs> limp biscuits getting in matt you're so you're getting <laughs> choked up about this and i appreciate that no uh lincoln park is a foregone conclusion. Limp Biscuit is going to be a later nostalgia play. But I do think they get in eventually. Okay. All right. Uh, and last but not least, Deftones, who are currently no. eligible. No. No. 
Nope. Is it is it too is it is that their their influence is too small? I think so. I, I think the thing with Deftones is that they don't have that broad appeal. They're consistent sellers to their audience. Right. But it doesn't feel like they've ever there's no like Changing the House of Flies almost got them there. Yeah. But you're going to go they, White Pony as their biggest release. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there isn't anything that really matches it in the mainstream market. Consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. So they are not um, now in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of your heart. I know they're already inducted. Listen, they may be quiet and dry. They were in. They were in. Right. Yeah, it, it's just unfortunately, yeah. I like literally all these other bands will have to get in way before Deftones gets in. All right, and that's not a quality statement. No, it's. I mean, listen, we're talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a total shit show. All right, so don't even worry about it. Even if they don't get in, it's still great, and ultimately. You know, listen, the Deftones, Corn, they got Grammys, which is like a little less worthless than a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for whoever sent us this list from MetalInjection.net. Greg Kennelty, interesting, uh, interesting collection. Much appreciated. Over on Loudersound.com which is affiliated with Metal Hammer, we got sent this list. And this is probably one of the most important lists that we've ever been sent, Matt. My God. The 25 best Limp Biscuit songs ever. <laughs> I love that it's 25 best Limp Biscuit songs. I'm hard-pressed, my friend, to come up with 25 Limp Biscuit songs. Well, and I rich- and I'm the co-host of a new metal podcast. <laughs> well, Matt, writer Rich Hobson did the work. Um, the subhead is 25 best Limp Bizkit songs that prove their status as new metal whipping boys was entirely undeserved. Let's oh, okay. All right. work our way. We're going to work our way briskly through the list. Let me know if you've got anything hardcore to say about these choices. Um, so we'll just work our way through. Uh, number 25, It'll Be Okay from Chocolate Starfish. Number 24, Just Like This from Significant Other. 23, Dad Vibes from Still Sucks. Love it. Okay, like that a lot. 22, 1999. It's a hot song. It's a hot, hot song. Hot, hot song. 21, Gold Cobra. Golden Cobra. Golden Cobra. Uh, interesting that they went with this one from that album. All right. Uh, our first appearance of three, from $3 Bill, y'all, stuck. 19, The Truth. Oh. Questionable Truth Part 1. Probably my favorite uh, non-main. like main, This is like my... This is my it's not really a deep cut, but this is my favorite deep cut. It, it's a deep cut. I mean, people don't think about Unquestionable Truth a lot. Yeah, this one is, is real. I love real this song. Out. It's one it's, of my favorites. It's amazing. 18, Roland Urban Assault Vehicle Remix. 
which is the one with Method Man, DMX, and Red Man on it. Okay. 17, Pollution. $3 bill. Number 16, In Together Now. 15, Full Nelson from Chocolate Starfish. Great song. I like this line. If you want full aggro Limp Biscuit, Full Nelson is for you. Durst goes in with both barrels with his most no fuck you attitude lyrically, creating the perfect anthem for legions of angsty teens who just needed an outlet to stick their middle fingers up and rail against parents, teachers, police, or just about anyone else who might have crossed their path that day. Why is everybody always picking on picking me? Old me? All right, now this is this one's wild to me. This is wild. This is wild. Fourteen behind blue eyes. No. No. Incorrect. 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 The call's coming from inside the house. I'm sorry. And the call is incorrect. (laughs) Hello? Incorrect. (laughs) Incorrect. I made a mistake. All right. Number 13, Living It Up from Chocolate Starfish. Okay. I mean, yes, absolutely. Once again, things are getting out of control. Number 12, Eat You Alive from Results Me Very. I am eat you alive partisan, and even I know that this is too high. <laughs> You've got this over 1999. You have this over full Nelson. I don't. I don't agree. Too high. Too high. All right, number eleven, faith. I'll okay. give that to you. I'll give that All to right. you. Okay. All right, now we're going to hit this top 10, baby. Buckle the fuck up. Number 10, hot dog. Okay. Okay. All right. Number 9, counterfeit. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Got to have got to have it. Number 8, rolling air raid vehicle. All right. Okay. All right. Number 7, rearranged. My favorite of the mid-tempo boys from Limp Bizkit. I think it was something that you said where like they basically crack the code with rearranged and then everything after that was just like can we do rearranged again yeah so it's just like rearranged part two number six take a look around oh i love take a look around fucking lootly number five my way i like my way a lot but this struck me as surprisingly high but i mean make me mad about it number four boiler yep okay okay all right boiler's an interesting choice because that's always the song that they point to as if Wes would have stayed in the band they might have gone more in the boiler direction yeah I mean it's the great what if you know Wes doesn't leave the band we get whatever that next step would have been I mean the the thing that's interesting to me is that through what we ended up getting is largely pretty pretty interesting records. Limp Bizkit's never made like a boring record, and there's that there's parts of results may vary. Well, no, results may vary. I'd say is like their closest, but the Wes isn't on that one, right? But what I'm saying is that like there is that worry, which is you know slightly tempered with something like the Unquestionable Truth Part One. Where it's like, could they have gone too dark, too up their own ass of like trying to be self-serious? Because that's the thing that ultimately I think keeps Unquestionable Truth Part 1. I've been thinking about this because 
That's what I got to be doing. It's, yeah, you, like you have a thought here. Is that as much as we're like, oh man, Unquestionable Truth, it's only 29 minutes long. We're missing a whole half of a record. Think about how dark those songs are. And think about if we had a solid hour of that darkness. No, thank you. It might be too much. But as it is, it's just like, oh man, well that was that was amazing. And it's that because we don't have that other half, it feels less oppressive than if we had a full record of Fred being like, things are fucked and I don't know. You know, I mean that that'd be a lot. It'd be a fucking lot. I mean, you kind of get it. Yeah. So so yeah. In any And event, then you run yeah. you run this risk of being a little too like intentionally dark, where it's like, ugh. Stop. Please. Fucking Quit it. Okay, yep. We all had bad childhoods. It's yeah, called but, childhood. I don't know what to tell you anymore. Right, exactly. And then and then people are gonna be like, Can we get can we get another show me what you got? Can you just yell the names of cities again, Fred? Please and thank you. <laughs> so uh yeah, so four is uh four is boiler three. My generation. Interesting. I think this one's great. Number two. Nookie. See, that's interesting. It's interesting for a top twenty-five to prove that Limp Biscuit didn't deserve all the slack. Cause Nookie is normally the song that people point to as like he says Nookie and Cookie. Right. You know, like it's usually it is a song that has goofy lyrics. Mm-hmm. The song does rip though i mean yeah i mean the, yeah the drop is the drop it's 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 yeah but i mean at the same time though, like you said though i mean they, they took it out of their rotation for a while i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure when jenny and i went to go see them in 2014 i don't think they played it i don't know got played no uh, i mean when yeah. five years ago when they were doing like that germany five years three years four years who knows who knows um 2018 i think it was 2018 they did all those uh european moscow and stuff like that shows and it was not uh, in the rotation but there they were Lollapalooza. you gotta play for the kids baby you gotta play, you gotta for, play the for the kids uh and number one break stuff yeah there you go yeah uh overall pretty interesting list i think they're Results may vary. Choices um, could have either been lower or not on the list. Um, frankly, trust. Where's trust? <laughs> Just I saying. Mean. I mean, as Jenny would say, I mean, I mean, I feel like trust is a song that you might want to have on uh, on this. Also, if you've got dead vibes on here. That means that all of Still Sucks is under consideration, which means that you could consider right. Out of Style or Dirty Rotten Biscuit or Pill Popper also as options. I mean, I mean the riff. I mean, I mean the riff. I mean, the riff for Out of Style is better than the results may vary song. I'm gonna say if if you are at a Limp Bizkit concert and he does the opening to Out of Style and then also does the opening to Eat You Alive, which one will you be happier to hear? We know the answer is Out of Style. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
Uh, was pollution right. on this list? Yeah, I think it was. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm not. We're not we, going to fact check. We, I'm not going to check. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was on the list. We 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 clipped right through it. But um, I want to say all the same. As much as criticisms we put on this, Rich Hobson, thank you for doing the work to sit down and make your own list. We love a list. Thank you to everyone who sent us this list. You um, you knew what was up. Thank you. Number 17, pollution. Whew. There it is. Thank you. So, yeah, keep on sending those lists to us. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com or slide into those DMs, baby. Sliding up in. Matt, we got to talk about who's reviewing us. Who's reviewing us? So, as we all know, we are working our way to get to 300 reviews. Oh, the Bloodhound three pound pound? The Bloodhound three pound pound. When we get 300 reviews on iTunes, and this is counting iTunes reviews across the entire planet, entire planet Earth, we will do an episode all about Hooray for Boobies by the Bloodhound Gang. Jenny, Matt, very excited to do this album. Me, Lauren, not excited to do this album. But people have been asking us to do Bloodhound Gang for five plus years of doing this show, so this felt like the best way... To at least get a little bit, a little bit out of it for us, <laughs> juice those reviews. Kind of juice uh, them reviews. Yeah. So Matt, where where we're we currently standing? Uh, well, the last official count that I had was we were, we had a bit to go. We have a little bit to go. We are right around two forty right now. So we got about sixty reviews to go. Okay. So we got three new ones over on uh, American iTunes, U.S. iTunes. Matt, you want to take this first one here? Sure. Um, <laughs> great name. Uh, my name is Jimmy Pop, and I'm a dumb white guy. Getting ready for that Bloodhound three pound pound. This mm. show is great. These three actually do enjoy new metal, but don't take it too seriously like some of those weirdos out there. <laughs> I love this review. I personally love a perspective of someone who has a broad preference of music. It makes the opinion come from a more objective place. So hooray for boobies and let's get a p- countdown to that pound pound. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, who's that? Grody21. Thank you, Grody21. Much appreciated. Then we got a review from Pull the Boner. And this review is titled a grisly review i'm not going to read the whole thing but i'll just read you the beginning in his mesmerizing new film grizzly man acclaimed director werner herzog explores the life and death of amateur <laughs> grizzly bear expert and wildlife preservationist timothy treadwell treadwell lived unarmed among the bears for 13 summers and filmed his adventures in the wild during his final five seasons on october 2003 treadwell's remains along with those of his girlfriend amy uh huguenard were discovered near their campsite in alaska's katmai national park and reserve they had been mauled devoured by a grizzly the first known victims of a bear attack in the park the bear suspected the killings later shot by park officials in grizzly man herzog plums not only the mystery of wild nature but also the mystery of human nature as he chronicles treadwell's final years in the wilderness this goes on for a while this is an incredibly long actual review of grizzly for, man of grizzly man i appreciate it makes me want to watch grizzly man right away again as i've said an incredibly sad documentary that is also incredibly rewatchable um 
I mean, I'd say we talk about docs on this show. We love a doc. We love a hot doc. Love a hot doc. And yeah, like Grizzly Man, I've seen it many times. I know I'm going to watch it again. Some kind of monster. I've seen it like four times. Am I going to watch some kind of monster again in my life? You fucking bet you. I, I'm going to, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. You'd be some again. kind of monster if you didn't. And that's Absolutely. why I make the big money. See you that's later, right, Lauren. Matt. Clocking oh, out. Oh, he's clocking out. There it is. Uh, Matt, we got. Clocking back in. Clock back in, Matt. We got one more. Well, one more review. Um. Oh, here we go. Perfect. The title is Perfect Nostalgia Podcast. Enjoying the backlog. Found this pod back in spring of 2021, and I'm catching up on 60, and I'm catching up 60 plus episodes in, and most of the new weekly releases as well. Love it. Roach Rider for life. Keep it rolling, M Pain 2K. Thank you for that review. Thank you for that review. All these reviews were five stars. Much appreciated. Keep on posting those reviews. Get it up. We get those 300. You get your Bloodhound three pound pound. I will go. I'll spend time with the Bloodhound gang and their fucking album. Hooray for boobies. I will I do wait. it. I can't I wait. I you, you can't wait, Matt. I, I don't know how many ways you're going to be able to say how much you don't enjoy it. But they're going to. How many tracks are on this thing? Oh, uh, it's like 18 tracks. It and is. I will find. I Matt, this is. You know what? They say that the Eskimos have a hundred words for, for snow. snow, and I will figure out 18 ways to say that something sucks ass. I will do it. <laughs> I will do it. I mean, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll be. I'll be convinced. Maybe I'll be like, you know what? Maybe these guys are all right. But right now, I only got one thing, and that's my preconceived notions. It is literally impossible that you will leave that situation being like, these guys are all right. You know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. This album, <laughs> Hooray for Boobies, these guys, A-OK dudes. <laughs> uh, I don't even Matt, know if they would say they're A-OK dudes. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Matt. Now it's time to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? We've got an email from Jeff Howard. Subject, Nativity in Black, Volume 2. Roche Coach, have you considered reviewing Nativity in Black, Volume 2, A Tribute to Black Sabbath? It's essentially an album of new metal covers. It's not on Spotify, but here's the track listing. And he gives us the track listing. And he says, some is just straight metal, but there are plenty of new metal songs on here. Static X and System of Downer standouts. Give it a shot. And he says, let me know if you need a copy. I can get it to you. Although it might be the clean version. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, he's like, I, 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 uh, I might have the original CD around here somewhere. Let me know. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Jeff. I much appreciate it. I want to let you know, you do not need to send me your clean copy. Because this boy's... Got an explicit version, baby. <laughs> of course you do. Of course I got you do. all them swears fully intact, baby. You think I'm gonna you think I'm gonna pay tribute to Black Sabbath and not have some fucks and shits lying around? Oh yeah. Absolutely not. No so, way, my friend. 
Um, just a couple of the bands. Uh, he mentioned uh, Static X System of a Down on here. You've also got Head P.E., Soulfly, Pantera, Megadeth, Godsmack. I've heard of all these bands. You've heard of all these bands. Matt, what song? I know you are you a big are you big uh, Sabbath head? Medium Sabbath head, small Sabbath head. Small Sabbath head. Appreciate okay. every song I've ever heard. Godsmack do Sweet Leaf. Is that what you want to hear? No, I'm just telling you. That's just telling you. The Godsmack do Sweet Leaf. You don't yep. need to play it. <laughs> I was like, yep, I'm looking at the names too, Lauren. Well, honestly, there are a couple on here that I'm like, oh, yeah, Snowblind. I'm pretty sure I know that one. But then, like, Pantera doing Electric Funeral, I'm like, I don't know that one. I don't know Electric Funeral. I'm sorry. Um, so that's exciting. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't want to do this record? Talk about Black Sabbath, one of the greats. Talk about Godsmack again. Never want to turn down a chance to talk about Sully and the Boys. Uh, thank you very much, Jeff. Uh, Matt, we also got an email from Dugan Hayes. Yes, Dugan says, Hey, Roach Coach, sad to hear you all rag on one of my favorite bands of Montreal. I don't feel like I was ragging on them. I was ragging on them. You definitely were. I was. But, Lauren, at the end, when I played you some, you had a mild change of heart. I had a mild change of heart, and I did come around a little bit. A little bit. Now, have I listened to any of Montreal since then? I, I will confess, I have not. But also, I'm I got injured, and when you're injured and you are recuperating, you don't listen to bands that you mildly don't like. You just listen to comfort bands, just comfort stuff. I get so, it, and I also I, yeah. I do have to accept that I said I don't know anything about anything past hissing fauna, which is true. So, and I think I said something about their later college. So I'm gonna have to eat the words I just said. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I talk some shit about it Montreal. But I love Hissing Fauna. Uh, Dugan continues. Um, much sadder to hear you reference Buck Cherry not once but twice as simply Buck Cherry rather than Grammy-nominated Buck Cherry. Hashtag never forget crazy bitch. Uh, keep it rolling, baby. Dugan. Uh, you too. Oh, a postscript, a P.S. Oh. Oh, Lauren, yeah. I'm guessing from your tone that someone once forced you to listen to all 12 minutes of The Past is a Grotesque Animal while going on an endlessly about how brilliant it is. If true, I'm sorry. The only thing more annoying than a, of Montreal is a un, of Montreal fan. I get that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I saw this post. I saw this email about... Our Buck Cherry, Grammy nominated Buck Cherry. Grammy nominated Buck Cherry. Thank you very much. And I realized we got this email after we had our recorded um, our Crank It Up podcast, mm-hmm. where we once again I do not believe I have not as we re- as we record this that episode has not gone up. I have not edited it yet, but I do not believe we referred to them as Grammy nominated Buck Cherry on that episode either. Mm-hmm. That is an oversight on our part. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Jenny apologizes too. We will make sure moving forward that any references to Buck Cherry will always say that they are the Grammy, Grammy nominated, nominated Buck, Buck Cherry. Cherry. Hashtag never forget crazy bitch. And so, never forget crazy bitch. Thank you, Dugan, for Break being it up. E- <laughs> eagle eared. Eagle eared. Um 
We have another email. Oh, this is also from Jeff. We got two from Jeff here. Okay. Uh, Jeff sent another email. Subject, Revolution by Insolence is the subject line question. Roach Coach, I assume this has already been recommended, but have you thought of doing Revolution by Insolence? It came out June 2001, so in the thick of it. I'm only at, like, episode 35. Love the show. Keep up the great work. I'm pretty sure that uh, Revolution by Insolence has been recommended to us. Um, I can confirm here on episode two, uh, what is this, 297, <laughs> um, that uh, we have uh, not done it yet. And I'm checking the long list right now. It's on the long list, but I do not own a physical copy of it. You know, so, uh, I can play a little. Here's uh, Poison Well from okay. Revolution by Insolence. of people jumping next to each other hitting each other in the mosh pit it's a good time it's party pit song party pit you poison in the well but it doesn't matter it's a party pit um that definitely sounds like thick of it music um i appreciate it's on the long list and uh yeah you know what the, here it is that's that's the insolence push is real so boop boop boop, boop. there you go okay matt we did an episode all about my ticket home. And oh yeah, album. unreal. And we got a little feedback from it. Uh, we got uh, we got a comment here from Austin Leibold that said, "Every time I listen to a song of this album, I get an edema vibe. I think it's just the way the singer sounds. The song they released after this album showed a real cool direction for them that was somewhere between this and Strangers Only. And I wish they would put out some more stuff." So Austin. do we. We agree. We agree. Ben Rice writes in, uh, Jenny is also right that Unreal was a great show. She does enjoy a good old-fashioned being right. Loves it. Uh, Luke DeMoss says, I know this record isn't as new as Strangers Only, but I just love the vibe of this record so much. Enjoyed listening to your discussion on it. Jenny is right, LOL. Jenny is right. Yep. Yep. Gareth Davies writes in, The pivot from Boggy Depot to Black Book was so seamless I barely noticed when Very Cantrell became very Verhoeven. And since you bookended the show with Unreal at the top and Pool Sex at the end, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up that terrible Netflix show where that one lady's horniness for the Aussie dude from Unreal knows no reasonable bounds and her sad husband tries to compete with her history of implausibly sensual pool sex with implausibly large appendages by subjecting her to a realistically awkward and awful pool sex. 
Anyway, should there have been a cover of I Lost My Heart to a Starship Trooper on this album? I think yes. And indeed includes a link to this song by Sarah Brightman and Hot Gossip, I Lost My Heart to a Starship Trooper. Um, thank you, Gareth. Jen- Jeffrey Thomas says, Jenny is right. Judy's staring at the sun, and I'm here for Showgirls Talk all day, every day. Just watch this awesome doc on it. I recommend. And he posted a link to the YouTube trailer for You Don't Know Me, a documentary all about showgirls. Thank you for that. And I love I love all this Verhoeven talk. Oh, me um, too. Love it all. I mean, oh, back- oh, we got to we got to we're here. We're talking about who's tweeting probably the worst take of the year. The worst take I've ever read was completely missing that RoboCop was satire. Uh, Matt, when that rolled across my feet, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. But as somebody pointed out, anyone who is largely involved in politics, if they attempt to tweet about pop culture, it's hell. Because they just, they just can't cross those streams. They can't do it. And they just lose it. Um, and yeah, watching RoboCop for 20 minutes and then going, seems pretty pro cop to me and then turning it off. I mean, I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with you. And then later on saying like, I feel like Verhoeven just like loves the violence. I'm like, yeah, bro. It's, it's the, I, I don't know what to do with you. Media literacy, Matt is at an all time low. You mean Starship Troopers is about fascism and nationalism? What? Matt, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> I fucking, I'm going to tell you this once. It's a brain bug. It's a brain bug. Also looks a little bit like a vagina. Big time, big time vagina vibes. Big vagina vibes for big that brain bug. Big old, big old jam jams. <laughs> All right, let's keep pushing. Uh, let's let's keep, keep going. Let's keep pushing. All right, so that was that was all the comments that we got for that episode of My Ticket Home Unreal. Thank you so much, everybody, who commented on that episode. And now it's time for Old Dogs New Tricks. Yes. That is right, Matt. We got this, sent this list by Garrett Davies. Tap 10 New Metal Underdogs. These are bands with less than... 100,000 listens on Spotify, um, which I mean, we haven't really talked about it, but apparently a toxic platform at this point. But that's neither here nor there. That's not what the show's about. Not getting into that shit. But uh, in any event, these bands have all, uh, they're, they're, they're under-listened. Wherever you're listening to them, they're not getting enough listens. And we've talked about bands so far like Stuck in Chaos, Media Lab, Blinded by Zeus, Painfield with their song Choo Choo Train, Loved it. Loved it. And this week, Matt, they did it again. Just the name. Uh, who do we got? We got Critic Kill. Oh, what a name. K-R-I-T-I-C-K-I-L-L. Critic Kill. With their song, Alienation. Oh, my God. 
So we took a little uh, we took a little trip to Tool Town there. I didn't I wasn't expecting that. Matt, we took a lot of trips there. We went we went to Seven Dust Land. We got a little Limp Biscuit in there. We got a lot of action going on. I don't know if we're 100% on board with those vocals. We made a lot of faces, but we were partying the whole time. Like it was if you could guys if you could see us when we were bopping to this song. We're bopping, we're vibing, we're having a great time. We got big smiles on our face. Then he would do something lyrically and we would both be bopping, but our face our, our faces would go from smiles to frowns. We would but be then, confused. We'd be confused. And then something else would happen, smile again. And then he'd do something else weird with the vocal and frown again. So this was kind of an up and down, but I am intrigued. I'm intrigued by Critic Kill. And um, I, I want to hear more. To quote Jenny, I want to hear more. Because I want to know where else they're going to take us. Because these sound like guys who are on a journey. They're, they're, they're not one-stop shop. They are multi-stop no. shops. No, yep. they're like at Christmas time. Somebody says to them, "Hey, here, here's a bunch of Amazon links." They're like, fuck that. I shop local. I'm credit kill. Get the fuck out of my face. I'll get you my gifts all around town. I'll get candles from eight different locations, baby. Wrap that shit myself. Mail it. Amazon. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Shop local. I'm credit kill. Um, that's another one. Another hot one. Gareth, you did it again, buddy. You did it again. What a list. I love it. Um, it these guys currently have only uh, 11,149 listens on Spotify. Get those numbers up. Give them that bump. Give them that bump. Listen and be confused. Listen and be Listen, wondering. Wonder what going. you're listening to. Wonder and, you know, and I would say listen and wonder no more, but no, you'll still be wondering. There are still a lot of questions that need to be answered. Um, but thank you for sending us that. Much appreciated. And uh, Matt, I, I don't want to blow your mind, but I believe we're at the end of another episode. We did it, buddy. We did it again. We did it again. I, I got to tell you, every time we do one of these without Jenny, I'm just like, are we going to fucking make it? And then it's like, somehow, here we are, the end of another episode. We did it. Hitting the post nearly an hour. Right? Yeah. We did it once again. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Head on over to our Patreon. Become a Patreon patron. You can uh, vote on uh, upcoming episodes we'll be doing. And uh, so much more is coming on that. Patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast. We're creeping up, Matt. Ep 300, it's coming. Oh, yeah. It's coming so soon. And we're very excited to do it. And then after Ep 300, more Eps. <laughs> we're just going to keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> oh, did I surprise you with that, Matt? Did you think we were A little done? bit. A little bit. <laughs> after, episode, after episode 300, more episodes. More and episodes. after 300 reviews, more episodes to review. And at 400... The Cottonmouth Kings is what my understanding is at this moment. Is, is it the Cottonmouth Kings? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I you know what? Let's let's just keep let's keep our eye on the prize of this three hundred. Yeah, three pound pound. Three pound pound. And then if we get if and when we get over that, then we can start wondering what we're gonna do for four hundred reviews on iTunes. Which, good lord. Uh so thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all soon, Matt. Thank you. Lauren, thank you. Jenny. Jenny.
Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.